offer always has to bring value. If it's not bringing value, it's not an offer. It's about customers, not about the things you are selling. Tier 11. I'm going to be speaking to Olha, who is the leader of the Tier 11's Cornerstone division. And today we're going to be talking about how what she does within Cornerstone helps brands prove their offer. This is really for, for smaller brands who are like really trying to prove out they can scale to more customers, a broader audience using Facebook ads. Hey, Olha, welcome to Tier 11. I couldn't think of a better person to have on our very first episode. You know, it's, it might be a little bit rough, but I really appreciate people who are game to try new things and fail along with me yeah for so. sure it's our goal always try new things <laughs> yeah so speaking of trying new things we'll get into that in a little bit but first uh, give us a little bit of background on you oha and how you came to be at tier 11 i actually studied international economy and marketing at university i graduated i believe in 2016 after that i was really interested in digital marketing so I tried myself as a freelancer and I helped some of the local brands with driving traffic to their pages and increasing brand awareness. And then I saw that really the most interesting part for me became advertising. So that's why I started taking some courses and I was really interested in that sphere. So I got a job at a U.S. company. There I got some really unique experience that helped me improve my skills and helped me to be more confident in everything I'm doing. And that's when I heard about Tier 11. It was really famous and I was listening to each podcast and I was dreaming about the day when I will be probably working at Tier 11. So it was my biggest dream. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I saw that on the website that there is an opening for ads manager and media buyer. That's how I joined Tier 11. It was year and a half. I started as a part-time ads manager and now I'm lead of the division. It's the story that I always share with our new hires in Cornerstone just to show them how quickly you could grow if you want inside Tier 11. So really Tier 11 gives you all opportunities for that. So it's that's only, my story. Yeah, it's only been a year and a half. It's hard to believe. It seems like you've done so much in the last yeah. year when you first started. <laughs> for me too. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I've been here forever. So yeah. <laughs> Going back to like your interest in advertising, is there a specific part of advertising you became interested in when you were at university? So where I was at university, actually Facebook and Instagram advertising wasn't so popular in Ukraine where I was studying. So really it was just the beginning and it just started. So I was interested in overall digital marketing and how it could help businesses to grow. And now we cannot imagine how some new business could start running and growing without social pages on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And it's really awesome way to communicate with your audience, to communicate with your customers, to share with the customers your vision, your ideas, how you see all the things, to tell them more about your products and services. So I'm really excited to live in this time period where everything is so transparent. Everyone is so, um, it's so easy to communicate with each other using the social platforms. It's so easy to find your ideal customer and to acquire the customer. I mean, it's much 
easier than it was back in I don't know back in 90s when you were all you have was some TV ads and some billboards and hope that right people will see that ad so yeah excellent that's a lot of interesting stuff going back to like the, even the 90s like some of the fundamentals are still the same but yeah. really just the platforms change and how deeply targeted you can get so you started at tier 11 by through the podcast is that how you found it Yeah, we were at my previous agency. It was kind of required to listen to podcasts each week. Like they suggested that and I liked it a lot. I like to hear how Ralph was talking about customer acquisition, about all of great stuff and tools we are using at Tier 11 now. So it's really inspiring to hear about the team, about remote team culture, how we are working all over the world and still are able to communicate with each other, even make friends, even though I haven't met anyone from the team in real, but I already have some friends. <laughs> so it's really great. Yeah. When I first joined, it was also through the podcast and I was kind of amazed at how we were able to build a fully remote team. This was before the pandemic. So it was like this novel concept and it was really a big mindset shift. And it was only like a year later that I first met people from the team and everybody was always so, so interesting online and just meeting them in person, having deeper conversations mm -hmm. was always pretty enlightening. Yeah. Right, so you went from ads manager to media buyer to growth strategist, and then this new division yeah. popped up, which yeah. we called Cornerstone. Tell us a little bit about Cornerstone and how, I guess, what the division is and how you think about it. First of all, it's kind of our, I believe it's the newest division inside Tier 11, Cornerstone. So I was really eager to be at this role and I loved each and still love each moment at this role. It was really exciting to build something new from scratch because basically we built it from scratch. We just decided to start Cornerstone. We need to hire the team. We were getting first customers. We had to build the new systems, new SOPs, um, how we'll onboard new customers, how we'll communicate with them, how many onboarding calls do we need, and all of this nitty-picky details that are really important. And I was really excited to work on this since the beginning, because I see that Cornerstone has a bit different mission as Tier 11. I mean, usual Tier 11 customers, they are mid-size, they have proven offer, they know what they are doing, they probably even have some marketing team. So it's a bit different level of services and different level of maybe cooperation with them. And for Cornerstone clients, we are mainly working with small businesses. So, and I could even tell that probably 90% of our communications is with business owners. So it's not like we have some huge team on the other side. It's really, it feels like we are a team and we are working together. So on our side is me and media buyer. And on other side, it's business owner who is really eager to achieve success, who is eager to scale and grow their business. So that's how it started. And until now, it's the same. We have the, the same criteria for onboarding new customers. So we're looking for someone who is smaller. It's not like big enough for another type of services from other type of services from tier 11, but we're here to help them to grow. We like working with new customers, new to help them with their new offers that could be not as proven as other ones. We enjoy helping them building some new stuff in their funnel and so on and so on and literally for us our main goal is division it's always what we are talking about is the success of our customers 
That's our goal. So we want them to be successful. We want them to grow. And that's our mission. That's why we are here. Excellent. Yeah. And, and to give it a little bit of context, it's kind of gotten to this point where our customers were getting pretty big. So our barrier of entry was getting more expensive. We're yeah. needing customers were having to spend a certain amount of money and we were missing this. You know, we're, we're still getting leads for people who wanted our services, but weren't able to kind of meet our spend minimum. So we saw this mm-hmm. opportunity to really help these businesses who had had early success with their offer, but mm-hmm. really didn't have the expertise or even the manpower to mm-hmm. really scale it up yeah. um, across exactly. Facebook and Instagram. And like we use all of our standard practices for setting mm-hmm. up an account to scale to higher spends. And it, it really was an opportunity for us to help these businesses to prove out their offer to a larger audience to hopefully graduate them past into like our full service. Although I suspect none of them are going to want to leave your team. Yeah, <laughs> that's the case. And we don't want, <laughs> we don't want them to move <laughs> to another team. So at first it was the theory that when they will grow, they will probably, they will move to another team. But now it's more like a case by case situation because usually we have so close relationship with customers that they don't want to leave us and <laughs> they want to stay with us. And actually we have excellent media buyers with proven track records of media buying and running ads on different uh, various traffic channels like Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, Pinterest. Some of them are even familiar with Google ads. And we are in the process of actually uh, all of our media buyers now are in process of learning Google ads to run them as a pro as well. And we had really um, strict requirements for media buyers who will join Cornerstone because we had the picture in our head how in, I had a picture in my head how it should look like and how we will work together. So we really were looking for more independent media buyers who will be able to lead the accounts with my support. So usually that's the case that media buyer is dedicating himself or herself entirely to the ad account, working on new strategies, even writing graded copies, conducting some researches, even avatar researches and deep dives in order to get better at copies. And I'm here just to support them and to make sure we're achieving success for our customers. So that's my role and I'm really excited at that role. Also, I'm helping to board and each new customer and I'm helping our VP of sales, Steve, who is actually doing an amazing job. (laughs) And both of us, we are, so we are going through sales calls and we are trying to find the best fit customers for us. So usually I'd like to talk more about best fit customers. So our ideal customers are, as we already agreed, uh, some small business owners that want to grow, that want to uh, scale, but they are also open to new ideas. They are also open to new approaches and they are really communicative and reliable. So it's easy to work with them and we can expect uh, from for the same input from their side with we are doing from our side because as usually we communicate with the customer success has really two parts not just one part we are doing our best and it's happening no it's actually we are doing our best and we get everything we need from the customer because usually we need something like new creatives, maybe some accesses, maybe some ideas about avatars and all of that stuff. So when everything is working like the whole thing together and we're on the same page, when is the success time? So if I were to kind of like re-say that, it would be 
you're looking for customers who are ready to grow and but yeah. are looking for a partner, not just somebody to hand it off to, yes. right? Like somebody yes. that they can have conversations with. And I think that's kind of what I've seen from some of the media buyers that you've taken from like the full service agency side and brought in is like, they offer so much more advice than you would expect from a media bar. Like, I don't know sure. why they, they want to go to Cornerstone. I think it's probably because there's a simplicity and getting back to their roots of like being able to do all the things versus having a bit more specialties in the different sections. Is that how you see it as well? Yeah, so they have ability to show themselves and to show their best qualities and to grow. So that means that they are, on the one hand, they are responsible for the results. And on the other hand, they are inspired to get more results, to get better results. And when it happens, I always recognize them as, okay, you did a great job. You helped this client to bring the success. So that's why they are really proactive with all of these things. For example, we've just onboarded new customer with Facebook. Facebook and TikTok ads and our newest media buyer proactively worked and shared with them their TikTok strategy for organic posting. So we are not doing any posting and we're not usually helping with that. But that media buyer just proactively shared that with them so it would be helpful for them. Also, all of our clients has some funnel expertise. So if they see anything that could be improved on the website or during the sales process or in the funnel, they are always proactively sharing that. If we need, we also could bring conversion architecture. And that is actually happening a lot of times for Cornerstone clients. But if we see just some small improvement or even major improvement that could have a drastic influence on our results, we're always sharing that and we're open to communicate about that and to discuss that. So, yeah, that's how we see it. And usually customers, you know, when they are still at the early stages, they want the support. They want our guidance, how they should do that. Maybe they need to get some bundles of the products. Maybe they need to sell it via phone. Maybe they need to send texts instead of emails. So we're here to support them in all of their beginnings. Because, yeah, as I mentioned, our goal is their success. So we are open to any kind of uh, suggestions from our side and support from our side. Excellent. And a little bit of context, conversion architecture is our funnel and CRO division. We also do the big offering there is like we consult on offers to really help refine the offer so that customers are able to stack that offer and have success for customers going through their full funnel so that they can not just get new customers, but kind of grow their lifetime, long-term value as a customer. Mm -hmm. So uh, something that's a separate service, but there's always offer opportunity for smaller clients to take advantage of that. Going back to some of the media buyers on your team, like, can you talk a little bit more about specifics on like how they've helped? I think of Jenny, right? Jenny's been tier 11 longer than I have. And yeah. before this was even called Cornerstone, we had kind of created this offering for smaller brands at the beginning of the pandemic when it was really unclear if like they were going to be able to survive. Little did we know that the pandemic was going to be great for e-commerce. We just wanted mm -hmm. to be able to support those clients that whether it was unclear if they're going to be able to survive. And she was working with a frozen shellfish company. Do you have much insight into how she helped them over the time that she was working on that account? I really are familiar with results and she always are like in details. She has a tremendous experience in media buying. So she is really going in depth into all data, everything, separating out audiences, which audiences are bringing results, which are not. So she is really a data-driven person. 
So it's great. And I remember they started with zero ad spend, this company. And then after like six months, they scaled. And at the same time, they achieved five, six X ROS. So it's really a great case study of how it could be changed in such a short period. And actually, I have some new updates. I believe you're not aware of that. So we have one customer in Cornerstone and they were collecting leads and applications. This client, they have a business and they help people to bring their stories to Hollywood. So if you have some great story, they will help you to transform it in the book or in the movie or something like that or in the TV show. So Jenny is working on this account since onboarding. So it's been like probably like five months. And they started having 70 leads per week with 70 applications per week with specific ad spend and Jenny using her like nitty picky like things with media buying stuff and separating everything out and clearing all of the mess just scaled them from that to 200 applications with the same amount of spend. So now we have a different challenge with them because their sessions are booked for the next few months. And now we are figuring that out. But it's really a great example how she was able to do that. Also, I actually have um, success stories from other media buyers. We have media buyer from United Kingdom, Oli. So now we are really successful around among lawyer companies. But our first lawyer company joined customer. We were really like nervous because it's like really high. The ad copy should be really high quality. You need to know what you're writing about. It's not like you're selling some, I don't know, maybe you're selling some bags or something like shampoos. It's really like you're providing these offers that are really expensive and you need to be proficient in that. So we, we started with zero ad spend on Facebook. And now we're getting leads for them that are actually great quality leads that are converting in the cases. And our average cost per case is around 3K. And it's really great for this niche. I could reassure you because <laughs> it may sound it's a lot, but it's not a lot for a great case of maybe some, I mean, car accidents or other injuries because they will provide much more value to the customer. Also, we have example with Eduardo who is managing our Spanish speaking clients. So we have one client who is Spanish speaking, even it was the first experience, but we figured out how we will manage that. So we made a few tweaks. We made a few major problems. There issues with their tracking, with their targeting. And like for a few months, like four months, we scaled from 30 registrations per day to 150 at our best days now. It's really tremendous wow. success with this customer. Also, we have a media buyer, Danielle, and the same case, we have e-commerce store. Uh, they were spending both on Google and Facebook, and they came to us. We scaled their ad spend three times, I mean, by three, three X, and their ROS, like five X ROS overall between Google and Facebook is still there. So we have a success stories for all of our media wow. buyers because all of them could bring a lot of experience, a lot of ideas, a lot of help and support to our customers. The first two case studies are really an interesting case study for like the value that Cornerstone brings because yeah. I know the shellfish company, we scaled them to the point where they ran out of stock, which is a problem they had to deal with on yeah. their own. And similarly, like you're describing for the Hollywood TV show and film thing, yeah. like we've scaled them to the point where there's a new problem that shows up. Yeah. So now we can help them solve like their supply chain 
or their inventory. And it's really like this is helping them prove out their offer, prove out their business and get them ready for the next stage of scale. That's pretty great. Do you know if Ollie's, we have quite a bit of mass tort and other lawyer history here at Tier 11 on the full service side. Has Ollie been talking to some of the other media buyers who have dealt with that? So we actually have a few lawyer firms now in Cornerstone. And yeah, we're helping that other clients as well. We've just started a few weeks ago, so it's too early to say some specific results. But yeah, I know that in Holt Year 11 division, we have a lot of experience with other lawyer firms. And then first time it's happening, usually we have a call. We set up a call with some uh, media buyers who actually had some expertise in this niche and share our ideas. So it's also the very important from the communication standpoint that, yeah, we are onboarding some new customer and new niche, but we have expertise and in a lot of niches, I mean, around the agencies. So that's why we always are able to communicate with someone and share and get their insights. The same is working like for us. If someone wants to ask us about our proven recipes of scale or some specifics for the niche, we are always open to do that. Tell me a little bit about like when you have a new customer onboarding, what are like some of your earliest steps on getting things set up to make sure that it's set up properly and that you and the customer are on the same page? Yeah, so usually first time I meet all of the customers is during the sale call that we are still are conducting. We are reviewing their account review and we are talking with them about their goals and everything. That's where we kind of get the first connection and we understand if they will be a good fit for us and they understand if we are a good fit for them. Then we decide about onboarding date and we have the onboarding call. So for Cornerstone clients, we actually changed this system because for other clients like Core and Core Creative, there's our other levels of services. We usually had three, four onboarding calls because we need to get everything from the client. We were working on some things from our side, but in Cornerstone, it's really simple and it's beneficial to move as fast as possible because this is small business and small business owner expects from you to achieve success fast, really fast because they don't have a lot of time for waiting so that's why they joined cornerstone so for cornerstone we just have two onboarding calls first onboarding call we usually discuss accesses and what we need from them creatives also some specific questions from media buyer discussing the next meetings times and availability and usually between first and second onboarding call or right after second onboarding call we start active management which is really fast because it takes probably like seven, eight days for us to start really working on something in the ad account. So we are really working on making things as fast as possible. We have specific processes set up. Then we know when we should ask for help from tracking team. We know when we should ask for help from another team, other team members. So everything should be on track in order for us to start as soon as possible. Even though it could sound like ridiculous, but it's a bit faster because one team member is responsible for everything, starting from like set up everything, research on avatar and even writing ad copies because he is with clients since day one or she is with clients since day one. And it's like, we're so enthusiastic and we we really like to start getting things going. So it's really soon. We have some examples when after seven, 10 days, we started set up 
multiple campaigns for multiple levels with new ad copies, fresh creatives from the customers. So it's really our win here because we are going to find some quick wins and to move things really fast. And then during the process, we just have some uh, regular calls with the customers like weekly or usually bi-weekly or monthly just for some period of transition if they're still not sure about some things. And that's how everything is happening. Yeah, I think it kind of hit on one of the really important things of these smaller businesses, they don't necessarily have a large cash runway. So it's really important that we act with speed and efficiency because it is really about proving out their offer. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it goes way better than everybody thought and we run out of inventory. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. it's really like trying to get to that point as fast as possible. Yeah, for sure. So it's a disappointment, but sometimes it happens. Sometimes we try, we scale, and sometimes their offer is just not scalable and they just had some temporary success and they don't have success anymore. So yeah, with new businesses, it happens probably more often than with some mid-sized businesses or big businesses, of course. So it's a challenge. It's a challenge for us, I mean, to make sure we did our best to test this offer in front of a lot of audiences with different hooks, different creatives, different media buying strategies. But yeah, sometimes it happens. So we are really honest with our customers and we we see that this is happening. We're just... We just come to them and honestly say, unfortunately, this offer is not working. And if they're open, we're always happy to help them with their offer. I think it always comes down to a business decision, right, for them. Do they have the capacity to keep iterating on their offer, design a new offer, or is it just something that they're happy with the smaller stuff they can do on their own? And mm-hmm. but that's really important. Though. I mean, that's something we take pride in overall throughout the agency is just honesty and openness and strong mm-hmm. lines of communication. You guys are in Slack as well, so like private Slack channels with the customer? Yeah, so it's actually really helpful because we are in a different times. I'm in different times with a lot of media buyers in my team. So when I'm online, they're offline. And then when I am offline, they're online. So it helps a lot with communication with our customers. So Slack channels usually are very active at the beginning when you need some creatives. They're asking some questions, how things will be set up. Or then we need some more accesses from them or maybe they we need them to approve at copies and so on and so on so yeah it's really a great way of communication what would you say are some of the bigger problems that cornerstone customers come to us with like for us to solve that you notice on a pretty continual basis so it's still the offer i mean usually offer they could believe that offer is great up to some point But when we try to test it in front of more audiences and to test it and scale, it's not that good. So usually the main problem is still the offer. It's not like we had accounts that had zero ad spend before us. It's not the biggest issue if the offer is there. I mean, we could start from scratch and scale it and work with, work on that if this is a proven offer. But when it's offered that, I mean, is interesting only for some a really limited amount of people, it will be challenging to find these people. So that's why it's a challenge. Also, we always suggest our customers, even though they're smaller ones, to be there and to run ads and to have social organic posts, at least on two, three platforms. And sometimes they're not 
really open to that. But with all of this iOS 14 updates and constant updates on Facebook site and Google site, it's not a great idea to put all of your eggs in one basket and just hope that Facebook will figure out everything and bring the customer and convert the customer. So we had a really great experience helping the customer, helping customers to new people in their funnel. And then if they're doing really great job with converting them, it's still working. But when someone doesn't have a backend system at all, it just expect Facebook to do everything like find customer, then warm customer. I mean, then convert the customer and then come back again without any additional like email sequences or text sequences. Usually it's a challenge. So that's why we're in constant communication with our customers that you need this in order to be success in 2022. You need to diversify. You need to be on Facebook. You need to be on Google. You need to be on TikTok, even on Pinterest. If it's related to your sphere, you need to be there. You need to do the best job possible with your emails because Facebook usually, in most cases, is helping you to collect these emails. And if you're not converting them, if you're not using them for retargeting, basically, you are kind of wasting money. So that's why it's so important to have the whole marketing mix there in place that is working together. It's been my experience that one of the challenges that we often deal with is customers coming to us have very specific ideas of who their customer is, how their customer yes. interacts with the internet, yes. but doesn't necessarily always think from the customer's perspective. I know if, if I'm a customer for something, I'm across all those platforms, TikTok, yes. Twitter, yes. YouTube, and it's really important for brands to be either omnipresent, if you would. You mentioned yes. offer. How do you define offer? offer that works so the customer should believe in that and after some discussion inside we decided that we would take on board customers only with offers that we believe in as well because we have expertise we know we worked with a ton of offers and if the customer believes it's successful and we believe it's success it's successful that's a great start then if the offer was proven, it's also a great case. Then, I mean, proven with some ad spend, at least like 5K or maybe 6, 7, up to 10K, then this offer is working for some people. If they got on board and converted like the 100 or 1,000 people, then this offer is working because sometimes they come to us, they have like 2K ad spend overall for like years, they have 200 customers. And these are red flags for us that this offer could be not as proven as we'd like it to be. And we're always are eager to suggest some improvements to work on offer. So it's not like, okay, you came to us with bad offer, so go away and <laughs> now we won't deal with you. The offer itself, I believe, could be tweaked. Like any offer probably could be tweaked. Maybe some offers could be tweaked multiple times, but at the end you could definitely get some decent offer that will work for your customers. You just need to know what you're selling, why you're selling. Sometimes customers come to us and when we are asking them about their uniqueness from competitors and what's their goals and they just tell, we want to just to get some money. It's not the right attitude. It's like you just want to sell something, anything. You don't care like what, basically. You just need to just get more money. So it's a business, I know. But if you don't believe in your offer, and usually offers of our customers in Cornerstone, they always have some bigger missions besides them. For example, we are running ads for Spanish clients, and they are helping people sending remittances to Venezuela. 
And it's a big issue in Venezuela because they have struggles with money, with food, with everything. And some of people or like uh, family members or friends, they left Venezuela. Now they're in Europe. And they want to help the families that are still in Venezuela. So they need some really service that will help them to do that fast, safe, and they could be confident. The exchange rate is clear and they see what they have. I remember that customer shared with us that exchange rate in Venezuela could change in hours. So it's really important for people to send money quick. So they will be sure that their family members or friends are getting this money. So these are the brands and the customers that really have a great future because they have a mission behind their offer. They know their offer. There are people who will want to send these remittances. There always probably will be people who will want this. Even though the audience is limited, still it's a success. Yeah, it's probably really important for your team as well. Maybe it's yeah. not personal purpose for your team, but they do get to help people achieve what yes. they want to, like what mm -hmm. is important for them. So that's really something that's important as yeah. well. Yeah, that this offer is helping to change people's life. It's not like, okay, we have this offer. We want to sell as much as possible our products and get money. Usually, even if it's something bigger, I could assure you in most cases with this attitude, this offer is not working as well, just yeah. because of the attitude. So taking a step back, what is an offer? So that's some unique selling proposition or product that you want to propose to your potential customers with specific niche of customers and who is able to resolve some of their pain points or to change their state from like before to after or to help them to achieve some better results. So offer always has to bring value. If it's yeah. not bringing value, it's not an offer. It's not a valuable. It's not a valid offer. So that's so, all important thing. Offer is not the price. Offer is not the product. No, no. no. It's offer that is, plus the messaging yeah. and it's all how yes. those all work how together. How you could provide value. Yeah, how you could show and prove that you're providing a value to people. That's how they will buy this. Usually they're not buying because they just want to buy things and spend their money. They expect to get something to get some state of mind, to resolve some of their issues, to be like happier, to make their life easier. So it's about customers, not about the things you are selling. Excellent. So kind of wrapping up here, what's next for Cornerstone? I know it's been going for six months and just like Cornerstone is used to prove out offers for clients, we proved out Cornerstone for customers. Yeah. So, so what's next for the Cornerstone? Growth. <laughs> we want to grow. That's all uh, new businesses and new divisions. We want to grow. We want to acquire new customers for sure. That's our goal. We want to keep our current customers happy and satisfied and grow them. So yeah, I mean, we are prepared. We have all of the tools. We have the great team. We know how to help our customers. We're just ready for really massive growth. It's not just yes. growth for growth's sake, it's growth with a purpose and that's helping these smaller brands prove yes. out their offers. Yes, and help more and more small businesses. Great. Well, is there anything else you wanted to add, Oha? I really appreciate this. I mean, yeah. this opportunity that you gave me an opportunity to share my ideas about Cornerstone and I could just sum up say to you that I'm inspired. I really love what I'm doing in Cornerstone and each of the media buyers loves what they are doing in Cornerstone as well. So we are really excited to make things working and to help other businesses. So 
Great. And if you're a smaller brand looking to prove out your offer, and also if you're a media buyer who's looking to work for a great agency, I think everybody here is extremely happy working at Tier 11. Yes. And we may to bounce around. See Everyone is really excited to communicate with you and hear your, I mean, if you want to work with us, apply on the website. And if you want to work with us as an agency, also you get to apply on the website and we will definitely communicate with you and try to help your business to scale as well. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Oha. And I uh, look forward to seeing more content from you and sharing more of your deep insights, whether it's on YouTube or LinkedIn or TikTok, which is, as we mentioned earlier, trying to expand our reach across all platforms to reach our clients wherever they are. So thank you very much. And until next time, I'm Tom yeah, Meredith. Thanks and so see much. you later.